Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to RLSH 2.0 video, a podcast for heroes by heroes. I am your host, Dark Defender. Um, I do apologize for not um, posting our um, our part two of the part two series of Gear Fails. Um, I've been going through some stuff right now, so I had got a little sidetrack. Had to take care of some um, important stuff. Plus, with some with a number of um, countries and states here in the U.S. also on lockdown due the due to the COVID nineteen or coronavirus, we've all been kind of pretty busy at the current moment but we are back and as i said earlier this is um part two of our two uh, of our two-part segment of gear fails and with us tonight is justin service from spokane washington and red ranger say hello guys how's it going guys this is red ranger (laughs) so in our last segment, we basically mentioned as to like ideas of what to carry and what not to carry. So for this segment, we're going to be taking about five extra minutes to to discuss some other stuff as to what to carry and what not to carry. And then the rest of the time, we're going to be sharing um, different stories of gear fails while on patrol, plus other things in that area. So... Going up at the top of the list, um, Red Ranger, we'll start off with you. Um, so you pretty much um, pretty much remembered what we talked about last time, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we've, we've been there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So as a last-minute um, like tip, what, what might be a few other things that you might want to carry with you and what not to carry with you while on patrol? Because I know um, there were some issues here not too long ago concerning that topic. So, so I kind of want to do some extra suggestions and maybe a small recap if you have any thoughts with that. Um, well, sure. I'll just kind of do my whole spiel here. And if I've repeated something, uh, sorry about that. But um, it's okay. I'll kind of just start from the top. Um, if uh, you're going on patrol. Um, things that you need to carry with you uh, are things that are sensible, reasonable, and practical, um, and legal. So things that uh, we're talking about here are things that are going to protect you if you're patrolling a high-stakes area, if you're patrolling a, a dangerous area like a big city like Seattle. Um, for example, we want to be prepared for everything. We do all wear uh, bolt-resistant armor and Kevlar vests, um, and uh, we make sure that you know, even we have like my, my shield, which is homemade ballistic uh, and bullet resistant, um, is uh, we make sure and test that everything is, is going to work and we, and we make sure that we are wearing uh, good armor that we know will protect us if it needs to. Um, you know, if you're going to be carrying things to defend yourself, you want to make sure that A, you know how to use them, um, B, that they're legal. So things like... Um, you know, we especially emphasize non-lethals like pepper spray, um, tasers if you know how to use them, uh, other other non-lethal things like that. Um, uh, and you want to make sure that it's uh, also legal, like I said. So you don't want you want to make sure you're researching the law of where you're patrolling. Uh, even uh, local ordinances, like for example, here in Seattle, you can't carry um, bushblade knives. Uh, you can't or fixed blade knives. 
or um, anything over three and a half inches. Um, so, you know, we always make sure we, we follow those laws on patrol and um, other laws, for example, about what you're allowed to carry and what you're allowed to use to defend yourself. So uh, if you're, if you're going to carry things to, to defend yourself, you want to make sure you're, you're keeping all that in mind. Um, and then in terms of uh, the rest, you know, you always want to make sure you're prepared for anything you'll find, gloves if you need them, to help somebody who might need medical help. Um, again, these are, these are a little bit different times we're living in right now. So I'm kind of referencing patrol in sort of a, a more regular time when going outside and, and getting close to people is a little bit more, um, easy to do, but, uh, uh, mostly what you'd like, I was saying, you want to make sure you're carrying something sensible. So gloves, like I said, um, a med kit, if you know how to use one, and if you are patrolling, I absolutely recommend that either you or someone you patrol with knows how to use one. And I'm not just saying you took you saw a YouTube video. I'm talking about you need to take some classes and get certified in first aid um, at the very least. Um, and other things like water for people who might need, you know, maybe they're too drunk or maybe they're dehydrated or, or supplies for people who would need them. You know, anything you can carry. Flashlight also is essential. Um, and I think that covers most of the basics. I, I could get into more detail as um, as requested, but but I think that covers all my basic rules there. Okay, okay, yeah. As a matter of fact, um, we have another show scheduled for um, for another LSH, but after that one, um, we were going to have another one right after that one, but I think on probably April seventeenth, which would be not not this coming next, not this coming Thursday, but the Thursday after that we can probably do a episode concerning first aid. Sure. So, yeah. So, um, okay. Awesome. Awesome. And when you mentioned about, when you mentioned about the bottle of water, um, you know, it actually puts me in mind. Um, I actually literally just, um, came across a YouTube video from, um, Grimm of the XJL and, and, and in one of his patrol videos, he actually was helping a lady, who apparently needed some water and Grim happened to have a bottle of water in a backpack. So that was actually, so that was actually really, really good. And, you know, I don't really have much to do right now. Cause I mean, you, you and JS already know the reason why I, I, I've been at home. So, <laughs> um, so, so, so I'm just doing online stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so we're staying home and staying safe and keeping our social distancing right now. It's super essential. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so with that, we're going to go ahead and jump right into the stories. Cause I know, I know Red Ranger is, is, is definitely going to want to um, definitely share some stories, him, him and Justin service. Cause I know they got stories. I know they got, um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited myself to be quite honest. <laughs> so I, I always look forward to this stuff all the time. So, um, I'm going to let, you and Justin Service kind of break it down a little bit and um, share like the best ones to the most interesting to whatever. So, um, Red Ranger, you can pretty much start off with any kind of story that you want to. So, 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 so the floor I'll is just yours. I'll just start off by in the in the in the vein of Deerfells. Um, I I had a terrible 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 first suit. It didn't protect me. It was the worst. It was like a red Power Ranger suit. Um, 
like a costume, like a Halloween costume. That's actually, um, for those who don't know, that's uh, patrolling in that for so long is actually how I was named Red Ranger. I didn't actually get to choose my own name. Um, but um, it was like a, because it was like a Halloween costume and all I had at the time, and I really wanted to go out and help people. So I, I was wearing mm-hmm. that. And um, man, I, I actually started doing patrols in it, like real patrols. And I always, I always say to people, you know, every piece of armor I, we, we wear that you see us wearing on the street is because somebody has tried to hurt us there before. Um, and uh, I went from having almost no protective body armor to being nearly covered in protective body armor. And man, I, I'll, I'll tell you one story uh, where uh, one time when I was in that old uh, Power Ranger outfit, uh, I was, mm-hmm. I was walking around and I found this guy outside a bar and I guess he had just uh-huh. been 86 from the bar. He just got kicked out because he was acting out or something. I don't know. He was really drunk and I, I used to carry oh, wow. a backpack of water with me. That was one of the things I had and I would just kind of hand them out to people who needed them. Like, and I had a bag of food or, or like, you know, the, like food I could give to the homeless people and I had a backpack full of water and, uh, I found this guy and I offered him some water. I was like, Hey man, do you just need to like chill and drink some water here for a minute? And he was like, no, no, no. And he, he got really aggressive and didn't want the water. And I left it there for him anyway. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to just, you know, security's right here and you don't want to talk to me. So I'm going to just keep, keep going. You seem to be just chilling out here. You know, you can be upset all you want, but you know, as long as you're just chilling, whatever. So i I, I left the water there with him, like on the sidewalk next to him. And I just was, I kept going uh, a little bit later mm-hmm. up the road. I was waiting for El Caballero and dragon to meet me at this spot in U district where we patrolled. I was waiting for them to meet up with me and I was alone. And this guy runs up the street again and I recognize him and I, I go, Oh, Hey, it's you again. And, and he's still really drunk. And he looks at me. And uh, pardon the language to our listeners. Um, he looks at me and he 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 asks me, uh, "Do you have balls?" And I, <laughs> I was a little <laughs> shook by that. You know, I was like, "Uh, well, yeah." Uh, and of course, in the most telegraphed fashion I've ever seen somebody throw a kick, he like he throws this kick directly at my crotch and it was easy enough for me to like get out of the way and, and not let him make contact. Um, but he like <laughs> sort of tripped a little bit and fell and uh, he uh, kind of got up and, and started running away from me. Well then as soon as he did that, an SPD car, Seattle police department car rolls up next to me and they say, Hey, we saw that you want us to go get him. I was like, well, he probably shouldn't be on the street making random shots at people's crotches. And they go, yeah, fair enough. And they take <laughs> off after him and we chase him down and, and get him. But that was the day I realized, man, I need to start wearing a cup. Uh, <laughs> that could have been bad. Uh, <laughs> so there's, That actually inspires me to do the same thing uh, now. <laughs> you're, you're in an area where you expect that you might have to do defend yourself or others. You should definitely – uh, protect yourself down there, no matter your gender um, or or what your business is going on down there. You should definitely protect it. And right. I learned again: sure. every piece of armor we wear is because we 
people have attempted to hurt us there before. And so, uh, you know, it, it definitely doesn't hurt. Um, that was one oh, of yeah, my very first sure. times I learned that lesson. That's for sure. And, and, and real see, quick. It, yeah, go ahead. Real quick, I gotta I gotta hop off for just a half second. I'll be back on. Great. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it, it it like I said, it was it was many years ago, but that was probably one of the first times I ever um, really learned that lesson or or saw its application. Right, I can I can understand that and and, and see you know. Um, when we think of armor, and and I, I'm I'm pretty sure you, you can speak on this part, but you know, when starting out as a real life superhero, you know, when you think of armor, or we're thinking of something like maybe like something like you know Iron Man or Batman or something like that. But then you got to come to reality and realize, look, you're going to need real armor for real for real situations, and you know, and you know, it's just some, something is better than nothing, but you got to make sure that it's good. And as well, you know, it, 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 it can protect you well, right. pretty well. And, and also and so, you have to know and, what's going to protect you from what. Right, exactly. Because see, see, you know, some armor will look very stylish, but then you, you got to realize, okay, is that armor, like, you know, even, even though it's like, oh, that armor looks really, really cool, but then you got to wonder, is it going to protect me in the long run when I'm on patrols? So, because like, for instance, okay, a motocross armor. I know that there have been a, a number of people off and on throughout the years that have definitely said, you know, that motocross armor doesn't protect you well. You know, again, and, I'm, and I know, I think I've mentioned this in our previous episode, but, you know, motocross armor is good protection for like impact, I, it's not going to be primarily 100% stat proof. But if someone's trying to throw a punch or something like that, you know, that 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 right there is something. And then later on, you know, you can add something else underneath it. You know, like w- like what you mentioned a moment ago. You know, a, uh, a bulletproof vest, so on and so forth. So, you know, in other words, having having layers of protection. Oh yeah, um, and you you like it goes back to what we've been saying. Like, um, you have to. I, I won't even bash motocross armor. As long as, you know, if you're, if that's what you have and what you're wearing, know that that's going to protect you from what motocross armor will protect you from. It's not going to protect you from stats, right. probably. It's not going to protect you from, uh, you know, a bullet. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's not going to protect you from right. um, a lot of stuff. It might protect you from some, it, it, you know, it's, it's to a degree impact resistant, but not, not very. Um, and I would... Right. You know, like like we do on our team, we reinforce. Like part of my armor is motocross armor. I mean, you can look at it; you can see the pictures of what mm-hmm. I wear. Um, we of course reinforce that with polycarbonate plates. Um, we reinforce it. Uh, I also wear steel armor over it, and you can see my ab armor is plate mm-hmm. steel. And then underneath that, of course, like you said, we yeah. we all wear Kevlar vests um, and and bullet resistant vests. Uh, and so. It is about having those layers of protection, and of course, I also have my shield, which is um, tested bullet resistant with uh, uh, layered polycarbonate and plate steel, um, and with with a combination of 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 a, of a layering process we use um, at uh, White Baron's mm-hmm. shop there, where we made it um, and tested it, and um, yeah, so we we know 
what's going to protect us from what, and we make sure that we have the armor that's going to do the job. Mm-hmm. Right, right, exactly. And, um, and, and so now, okay, now, what about in like the the arsenal? Okay, what what do you have any like stories to to share as far as like in your arsenal, like like any kind of like like malfunctions or just anything interesting or concerning like, uh, no, concerning oh, okay. your arsenal? Um, I I will say that uh, thank goodness I've never had any serious um, non lethal weapons malfunctions when I needed them to work. They've always worked. Um, I will remember one time while, while, uh, training, um, with it, with the shield, with white Baron, um, we were practicing with, I have a fire extinguisher that I keep on the inside of the shield. And this is the first time that I remembered that you need to replace those things every so often. And this is actually a good note, uh, just to take a quick segue, uh, for all our listeners. If you keep home fire extinguishers, make sure you check to make sure they still work every now and then, uh, not want to be caught with a fire extinguisher that's lost all its pressure or something like that. Um, so those, those do need to be checked every so often. So anyway, back to, back to the the story we were training one time and, um, I did notice that the fire extinguisher, uh, when I tried to give it a little puff, um, it wouldn't go. And I pulled the pin and it worked and everything. And, uh, or it, it, the, 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 the mechanism, like the button pressed down and everything, but nothing came out, you know, uh, no, no, Oh. Uh, fire extinguisher came out and um, I was like, Oh crap. You know, that's, that's actually, that could have been a problem had I not actually thought to test it. Um, and uh, this was back when I first started using the shield. Um, so, and I kind of was getting used to uh-huh. what, what we were keeping on the inside of it, which is um, a stun baton and a fire extinguisher and um, sometimes a few other things, but, uh, right. But uh then I realized that you need to um, keep replacing that thing. And um, actually I've just replaced it again. And I actually kind of got a little bit more of a compact one. So it's actually a little bit less heavy now. Um, I like that. Uh, But you do, I, I, that, that was one thing, you know, that I realized is that if you're going to keep things like fire extinguishers in your, in your tool belt or even non-lethal weapons like pepper spray, those have an expiration date too. Uh, You want to make sure you're you're checking things and even the battery like if you have your taser and you've never used it and you keep it in your belt for two years you want to make sure that thing still has a charge if and when you need it oh yeah yeah, absolutely right i so i would say that um in my non-lethal arsenal that i that i carry my non-lethal um armaments pouch that i that i carry with me on patrol for my self-defense tools um you always want to make sure that a you're up to snuff with your training on how to use your tools and uh, that your tools work and that you replace them as needed as time goes on. Because uh, thank goodness, a lot of the times, you know, like I haven't had to use, like it would, it, it would be that I wouldn't have to use my pepper spray for like a year, you know? And so I would check and be like, huh, I haven't used it in a year, but it's probably, it's, it's expired and I test it and it's, it doesn't come out quite with the force or, you know, it, it's just better to, to keep that kind of stuff um, replaced as, as needed. You know, so so I just you know make make a quick uh, make a quick run and pick up pick up some more and um, make sure I always keep myself stocked on things that are gonna work. So um, make sure you're checking your gear. Right. That's the that the, yeah yeah the, the, that's actually true because um because I know that one of the things too is that um now depending on the brand of pepper spray that you get, certain brands will have an expiration date, but 
Um, I'm not. Um, maybe you can help out on this one. Um, what's what would you say would be the average time frame for like the like for pepper spray all the way up? To uh, its usually, it's day? about four years. Um, yeah, four it's years. usually three to four years, depending on the brand. It's usually about four years, I'd say. Um, so you want to check out when it was made, when you bought it, and um, you know what what day is it now, and do you think it's still going to work? Um, like you know, it's not something you have to replace all the time, but like I say, it's something you want to check. You know, I, there was a time when I was right, carrying right, one that was a little right. older, and I checked it, and I was like, oh man, this thing is says it's expired. I probably shouldn't be using this, right? And thank goodness I had yeah. the chance insight to to look at that before you know it actually did become a problem on like a patrol when I did need to use it and it wouldn't work right that would be terrible you know you don't want to get caught caught unawares you know so um so, so yeah you it, the the usual right. lifespan of pepper spray is about four years I would say okay 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 and 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 then as far as um tasers um the battery life on a taser is usually oh, yeah. two it depends years on the taser or you you know um mine it, and also it depends on on where you're carrying it lots of lots of um you know, and and by the way when we're talking about tasers uh, i'm talking about um contact tasers so i i'm using taser as sort of an umbrella term i'm talking about tasers and phasers um i'm talking about projectiles as well right um you want to make sure that a you have right. charges that are gonna that are gonna work if you have a projectile um, taser unit, um, right. if uh, or, or or you know the stun gun, but uh, if you have a contact taser, one that you have to um, put up against somebody with your hand, um, some of those batteries can be bigger, some of those batteries can be smaller. You just want to make sure that if you're using it, you're keeping it charged. You want to make sure that it's ready if you have to use it, and also if you are gonna carry one of those. You need to make sure you know how to use it. Those can potentially cause lethal harm to people if you don't know how to use them, right? And if you use them on people yes. who, who are yes. more susceptible. So again, these are all, all, all tools of self-defense like this are an absolute last resort. Um, de-escalation is always your number one tool. Um, and if you don't know how to de-escalate, please take some right. de-escalation training or, or learn how to, how to um, talk down or prevent a fight or 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 uh, violent altercation so that we don't have to use these tools right uh, but if you do have to use them you want to make right. sure you know how you want to make sure that you're not holding contact for a longer period than you need to and uh like i said earlier if you are right. carrying either a stun gun or a taser um, you want to make sure that you have your battery filled or your charges filled and that they're gonna work okay and you want to inspect your your cartridges too um you want to make sure they're not malfunctioning or that the wires aren't coming out. Um, you don't want, you, you don't, you, just to prevent a misfire. Right. So like I say, right. like one of mine were, uh, right. Exactly. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Service. We were checking out his, uh, his, uh, projectile taser and one of his cartridges, we noticed some of the wires were coming out and we we're like, Oh man, dude, if you, if we try to fire that, it's going to go all over the place. There's no way that's going to work. So we decided to leave it at home so that we, right we didn't take it on patrol, right? So it's always about checking your gear and making sure that you know what you have, what's going to work, and um, keeping your gear up to snuff. Right, right. And, and the um, and if I, if I remember this correctly, the time period of a contact taser 
from the uh, from the device to skin. I believe it's no more than five seconds, right? Even is is three. a good stop at you know, and and yeah. even to, I've even stopped big fights by not even I just just kind of flashing it without touching anybody, just kind of make a couple zaps mm-hmm. to make the noise, and so people right. know that it's nearby. Uh, exact kind of like a warning, a warning and that shot. was enough for me to to end fights with lots of people. I mean, I mean, like big, like there was like a there was even a mayday with like a me and El Caballero were being swarmed by like 10 people and want that technique helped get a lot of people to stop coming near me. Um, but, uh, um, yeah. So just knowing even, yeah, I would say even three seconds is, is just enough. Like that's, that's, I wouldn't go farther than that. Um, you know, it, the, the less time you use that, the better, you don't want to go more than a second or two. I can't yeah. be there for every situation, you know, every situation is different, but you want to be, if you're using that to defend yourself, um, you want to make sure you know how to use it and you want to make sure you're being cautious while you're doing that. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and, and see, I know that in some areas, um, another thing too, is that when, you know, and this is kind of going back a little bit, to, from our previous segment, um, make sure. Well, one of the first things you should also do too is, you know, make sure for a fact if and only if tasers and pepper spray and such are legal in your state. Because if they're not legal in your right. state, city, then you got to find out. You check term. your city ordinances so, too, your municipal Right. Right. Because some states will require you to have a permit. So, so you, you got to make sure, um, just, uh, just, just like, uh, just like what you said, Red Ranger, you know, you got to make sure what's available and what's legal in your area, right. um, for your city and states. And so, um, so yeah. And let me see. Okay. So, so with that, um, now can you think of any like um can you think of any other like stories or anything or like any other examples well, that, that I, can also I mean, be beneficial when you're preparing your your gear um again like i say be sensible and be reasonable like think what what might i need you know what might i encounter you're not going to encounter any need to assassinate anybody on a patrol right so but you might, for example, people ask me why I carry a fire <laughs> extinguisher. Um, because, you know, I, I actually have encountered fires on patrol before. Even at riot events, people uh, can start dumpster fires or use incendiary devices. And the fire extinguishers come in handy. I've also yeah. been on patrol in Portland, of all places, down there for the last uh, Portland Hope event. Um, while this, this next one was unfortunately postponed due to the, the coronavirus, but... Um, the last one that happened, we were down there for a patrol with Spirit right. Fox and, and El Caballero from our team and myself uh, with the Portland folks. And we did encounter a small fire underneath a uh, overpass that some people thought they could use to camp there. Um, and it was spreading embers all over the street. And I got to use my fire extinguisher just a little bit on, on the fire that was there. But unfortunately, the wind had already picked it up and blown embers like all over the place. So we had to like go down and like stomp them out. 
Um, oh, wow. People come up to us and they're like, what have you done to our fire? We're like, what have we done? You're, there's embers everywhere. What are you talking about? This could really cause a fire. Um, thank goodness it didn't that night. But um, uh, yeah, people, people, uh, people ask me all the time why I carry what I carry. And I, I promise you it's because I've, I've needed it before. Uh, and I, I've learned from my, my lesson. And, right. uh, you know, it's it sometimes people, they're like, man, this guy, he carries a lot of stuff. And, you know, maybe, yeah, I do. Um, but there's a reason for it. Right. Right, right. And, and, and to be honest, um, I think the idea of carrying a fire extinguisher is actually a, a good idea overall, because there are, there are small compact ones where you can actually have like, you know, in your car or like you say, you know, having one on your shield and, 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 and that's for like people who want to like, you know, do the idea of having a shield, just, you know, make sure that the shield's going to actually be, you know, really practical, like how Red Rangers is. But, um, but the idea of having one, I think is a really good idea because you never know sure. when you might need it. So, you know, it's, 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 it's good to have as a and, um, standby also, item you know, just in it, case. It, 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 so, it kind of shows people when I encounter them on the street. Because, like, when I'm doing, like, a bar crawl, a bar crawl patrol um, or, or something like that where I definitely don't really expect to encounter a fire. I mean, like I said, always be ready. But I don't mm-hmm. often use the fire extinguisher. Right. Um, but it's important that people know and that right. I know that I'm ready for it anyway. You know? Um, it's important that mm-hmm. you know i'm not trying to hide it right. like why do you have a fire extinguisher in case of fires what if there is a fire then i'm there out ready for it yeah. you know so and like i said I've, we've seen them in the city before mm-hmm. so they, they they do happen in the weirdest of ways so uh like it's it's about being ready yeah right right exactly exactly because um, and, 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 and just like you mentioned, um, just, uh, just a little bit ago, you know, for the May Day protest that always happens up there in Seattle, which really, I think there won't be, well, well I mean, I, I, I could, I could always be wrong about it, but do, do the current well, situation. I don't know if there's even going to be a May Day protest or not. Cause I governor Inslee, um, to May 4th. So, um, you know, by that projection, you know, maybe not, but where our team's vigilant and while we are abiding by our stay at home order, um, you know, we're always keeping our eye out and doing what we can do um, while abiding by it to our city safe. Now, right. Uh, you know, I was just going to, I was just going to go off topic for just a moment. Um, has there been any activity well, what up do you in mean Seattle, by Washington, like, uh, by any chance at all? Or crime activity? Or what do you mean? Like, well, just uh, just overall oh, as far as well, like any, any, I, any, any kind of socializing you know, or anything like that. Um, I, a lot of Seattleites are staying home. Downtown Seattle is is a ghost town compared to what it, what it once was. Um, it looks like we have lost uh, just in service, by the way, but that's all right. Um, Anyway, no worries. Um, but like I was saying, yeah, um, yeah, we Seattle, yeah, it's, it's really become mostly a ghost town, especially in the downtown or, or high volume areas. They're just really not high volume anymore. And that's, you know, that's what we want to see right now. Um, as, as 
fortunate as it is and as much as it sucks for mm-hmm. all the people who live here, you know, me, I'm one of them. I, I know how much it sucks. It's not fun, but it is what we need to do right now to help, to help our communities last through this time. So, um, it, it we're all taking it pretty seriously down here. Um, it's, it's, uh, like I said, already unfortunate, but I feel like so far we're, we're doing a pretty good job of, of practicing our social distancing when we do have to go out and um i guess we all have to keep it up and and even if we are doing good do better right yeah exactly exactly i couldn't agree more and and and, you know for everyone out there who um who's listening you know um please stay at home during this time i know that there are Many people who are listening, and especially RLSHs who are listening to this, are probably at a point where it's like, ah, I really, I really want to go outside, blah, blah, blah. But right now, the best thing you can do as an RLSH right now is just to stay at home. Because I myself, I would love to go myself, but I can't do the personal reasons right now. And plus, on top of that, we here in the Virginia division, we now have a state order as well. So a lot of us are at home, except for those that, you know, have to have to legitimately work um, still to, you know, keep certain things operating like on the roads and, you know, medical, especially medical at a time like this. So, you know, um, you know, please, please stay at home. Um, because right now, I mean, because uh, and, and, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of states are being really strict about this. And I think they're even instituting fines for if you're caught outside. So um, but I don't think that counts for for um, for companies and, and jobs that have a work pass, I believe. So um, so but but with that. Um, and, oh, and, and, and to let every, and to let everyone know and I'm trying to do this um, for a another RLSH who had just recently launched this uh, I think it was earlier last month um, the real life superhero community does uh, ha- has been trying to upgrade um, here of late and we now have a special app that's available on the Google Play Store I believe it's now available on the Apple App Store, I'm not sure, but I know it's available on Google, um, and it's rlsh.net. rlsh.net is a Facebook-like social media site for real-life superheroes. You can create your profiles, and you can post anything that you want, all without the hassle of, you know, being reminded that your account does not um, meet certain standards. Um, but basically, all basically it's like a Facebook, but without the hassle. So rlsh.net is a really great site and it's primarily ran by one of our own um of the of the real life superhero community discordia and again as you can find it on the google play store rlsh.net download it today you can create your profile and everything else get approved to be on there and you can just take it and go with it so with that um justin's um um I, I know that Justin Service will probably listen to this later on. So, Justin Service, um, thank you for joining us, Red Ranger. Always a pleasure to have you on here on RLS on RLS 2.0 video. Thanks for having me. Always man. excited Always to have you every time you come on here, man.
<laughs> hey, and um, and, I, and and as I understand it, um, you and Justin Service will be having an episode, um, right? Uh, on Service your, on runs podcast, podcast and uh, Unite, yes, we talk on it, and we might have some other guests. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, hopefully we'll be talking this uh, later this weekend, and um, you know, hopefully we'll be able to do some more of the RLSH 2.0 stuff. Uh, we're excited to keep our listeners updated here. So um, yeah, we're uh, we got we got things moving in the future, even even during the quarantine. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So so with that, have a good have a good night, everyone. Stay safe, stay at home. 